Chapter One of Series Runaway and Other Essays. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Series Runaway and Other Essays by Alice Maynell. Chapter One Series Runaway. One can hardly be dull possessing the pleasant imaginary picture of a municipality hot in chase of a wild crop, at least while the charming quarry escapes, as it does in Rome. The municipality does not exist that would be nimble enough to overtake the Roman growth of green in the high places of the city. It is true that there have been famous captures, those in the Colosseum, and in the baths of caracula moreover a less conspicuous running to earth takes place on the apian way in some miles of the solitude of the campagna where men are employed in weeding the roadside they slowly uproot the grass and lay it on the ancient stones rows of little corpses for sweeping up as at upper tooting one wonders why the governors of the city will not succeed in making the via appia look busy or its striped stones suggestive of thriving commerce again at the cemetery within the now torn and shattered aurelian wall by the porta san paolo they are often mowing of buttercups a light of laughing flowers along the grass is spread says shelley whose child lies between keats and the pyramid but a couple of active scythes are kept at work there summer and spring, not that the grass is long, for it is much overtopped by the bee orchis, but because flowers are not to laugh within reach of the civic vigilance. Yet except that it is overtaken and put to death in these accessible places, the wild summer growth of Rome has a prevailing success and victory. It breaks all bounds, flies to the summits, lodges in the sun swings in the wind takes wing to find the remotest ledges and blooms aloft it makes light of the sixteenth century of the seventeenth and of the eighteenth as the historic ages grow cold it banters them alike the flagrant flourishing statue the haughty facade the broken pediment and rome is chiefly the city of the broken pediment are the opportunities of this vagrant garden in the air one certain church that is full of attitude can hardly be aware that a crimson snapdragon of great stature and many stalks and blossoms is standing on its furthest summit tiptoe against its sky the cornice of another church in the fair middle of rome lifts out of the shadows of the streets a row of accidental marigolds impartial to the antique the medieval the renaissance early and late the newer modern this wild summer finds its account in travertine and tufa reticulated work brick stucco and stone a bird of the air carries the matter or the last sea wind sombre and soft of the latest tramontana gold and blue has lodged in a little fertile dust the wild grass wild wheat wild oats if venus had her runaway after whom the elizabethans raised hue and cry this is circe's the municipal authorities hot foot cannot catch it and worst than of all 
if they pause dismayed to mark the flight of the agile fugitives safe on the ark of a flying buttress or taking the place of the fallen mosaics and coloured tiles of a twelfth-century tower and in any case inaccessible the grass grows under their discomfited feet it actually casts a flush of green over their city piazza the wide light-grey pavement so vast that to keep them weeded would need an army of workers that army has not been employed and grass grows in a small way but still beautifully in the wide space around which the tramway circles perhaps a hatred of its delightful presence is what chiefly prompts the civic government in rome to the effort to turn the piazza into a square the shrub is to take the place not so much of the pavement as of the importunate grass for it is hard to be beaten and the weed does so prevail is so small and so dominant the sun takes its part and one might almost imagine a sensitive municipality in tears to see grass running overhead and underfoot through the third which is in truth the fourth rome when i say grass i use the word widely italian grass is not turf it is full of things and they are chiefly aromatic no richer scents throng each other close and warm than these from a little hand space of the grass one rests on within the walls or on the plain or in the sabine or the alban hills moreover under the name i will take leave to include lettuce as it grows with a most welcome surprise on certain ledges of the vatican that great and beautiful palace is piled at various angles as it were house upon house here magnificent here careless but with nothing pretentious and nothing furtive and outside one lateral window on a ledge to the sun prospers this little garden of random salad buckingham palace has nothing whatever of the vatican dignity but one cannot well think of little cheerful cabbages sunning themselves on any parapet it may have round a corner moreover in italy the vegetables the table ones have a wildness a suggestion of the grass from lands at liberty for all the tilling wildish peas wilder asparagus the field asparagus which seems to have disappeared from england but of which henrik boasts in his manifestations of frugality and strawberries much less than half-way from the small and darkling ones of the woods to the pale and corpulent of the gardens and with nothing of the wild fragrance lost these are all italian things of savage savour and simplicity the most cultivated of all countries the italy of tillage is yet not a garden but something better as her city is yet not a town but something better and her wilderness something better than a desert in all the three there is a trace of the little flying heels of the runaway End of chapter one